I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lightning Dogs, the official podcast presented by the Nerdist Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. On Nerdist Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdishow.com. Lightning Dogs is conceived as an all-ages property, but these behind-the-scenes conversations are not all-ages. So listen at your own discretion, baby. Woo! Sometimes, a great idea is truly like a bolt of lightning. And sometimes, if you're lucky enough, you can capture the exact moment that it strikes. That's what happened for us one fateful night while recording an episode of Nerdy Show. We accidentally launched a concept that derailed the entire show, and in no time, our lives. We couldn't stop talking about our favorite action figures and B-movies while twisting them into strange creatures, weird adventures, and my personal favorite, dog puns. Lots of dog puns. This is the story of Lightning Dogs, a journey steeped in the glory of 80s and 90s animation and sci-fi where anthropomorphic dogs tear through the wasteland of a ruined earth, battling mutants, miscreants, and the evil glampire. Coming soon to small screens, comic books, and podcasts. Or at least, that's the goal. But how do you go from a crazy idea into a fully formed world of conflict and characters? How does a harebrained discussion become an animated series? That's what we're finding out firsthand. We've recorded the entire development of Lightning Dog since day one, from the moment of conception to every world-building session and planning meeting, and the journey is still ongoing. Tune in as we create the world of the Lightning Dogs, live! <laughs> Welcome to Lightning Dogs. Whoa! 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 Tony's Tony's asleep. You're asleep at the wheel. I, was, I thought you. I thought you guys were driving. Wake the fuck up! Where's your howl noise? <laughs> he was doing the confused dog. The old confused dog. Hard of hearing. <laughs> Peanut butter. Oh whoa! Where, where, where? We're don't don't say anything else. <laughs> yeah, Just like, leave it there. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know anything beyond that. Okay, yeah. We'll uh we'll leave that alone. But there is so much lightning dog stuff ready to be dug up out of the proverbial backyard. In this episode, Doug Cap and I make some important decisions about our heroes' main rides. In recent episodes, you've heard us commit to the lightning dogs having three distinct vehicles when they travel from their homeworld of Domus to Earth. The large, armored utility vehicle, the Brutus, the small scout, the Fido, and our all-terrain signature vehicle, the Rover, a.k.a. the Lightning Rod. We've been working with our vehicle designer, Max Acree, to hone the look of the Lightning Rod, and as of this episode, we were close to completion. But one key detail remained. What was it like on the inside? It sounds simple, but it becomes a real point of contention as we discuss how characters would interact in our hypothetical animated show. 
the best way to load in action figures and other design choices that would drastically affect our final vehicle. Then we take the conversation to the Brutus and Fido, laying groundwork for what they do and don't do that influences our whole design process going forward. But to better fill you in on where we were in the process when this episode was recorded, I'll let Cap explain. Now, what's been going on behind the scenes is we've been kicking around a lot of stuff in the emails with Max Cree. So many emails. Uh, so many emails. And we have a lightning rod pretty much pinned down. The next step is Max is going to create a full turnaround and interior layout. We basically even maxed the thumbs up already, but we should add in a little discussion here because there's a sort of a debate going around between Doug and I and Tony. I don't know where you stand on this. Of uh, my opinion will be revealed today. Uh, <laughs> of the seating in the in lightning rod. Tony's court. Dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun. Side by side seating or inline seating like in a jet fighter. And I'm in the camp of inline seating being the way to go. And obviously I'm in the camp of side by side for the main lightning rod. Does this make me the deciding vote? Not necessarily. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion will be listened to and then not heated. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, we haven't actually had a sit-down discussion. It has all been in in emails. It's really just us stating our opinion and not. We haven't gone into details as to why or whatever. From that, where do you? I have always pictured it side by side, not in line. I have also always pictured it as a boxy-ass looking fucking nineteen thirties, forties like Packard type deal, which we have moved away from substantially. And I'll dig the direction that we're going in, but side by side is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Side by side is where it's at to me. Well, because to me, first and foremost, it's a car. It is. No, you know? it's not a car. It's a hot rod. Yeah. There Hence you go. the yeah, lightning yeah, yeah. rod. Because yeah. cars exist with inline seating, especially right. those that, and to Max's credit, what he's gone on a lot of in the email is that if we're going for something that is speed, that is the fastest thing on four wheels, inline makes more sense because you're cutting down on the wind resistance. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. fuck physics. It's side by side. The main. Right. Has- no, but, but also, to me, the lightning rod was the middle car. It wasn't, it's like the best because it's the middle car. It's mm-hmm. the hero car. But if you, Brutus, Rover, and Fido were like the names we were kicking around, this was the Rover. Yeah. So, you know, going up and over the things or whatever, being like the roving thing. And Fido was the one that we were kind of kicking around as the smaller one. And I always imagine the smaller one. That, I think, can definitely be an inline Yeah, that'd thing. be either like a single seater or inline. But the, yeah. the lightning rod has always, to me, been right. side by side. Yeah. I pictured Fido as practically like a motorcycle or something, which, which or does... Or a monocycle. Shout out yeah. to Venus Wars. Nobody else cares. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and sounds like a tangent that we should probably avoid, but I'm curious. Tell me later. Okay. So we haven't pinned down Fido. It's one of our least pinned down things we've got. Yeah. But we've always said like it would be like a scout vehicle. And so I just thought it made me think like basically a, a glorified motorcycle, like the things from uh, from Megaforce, like motorcycles with rockets on them. Why know? not a super bike in line? Two people. Could do. But even then, like still, if it's a scout thing, uh, one seater with like some where, where someone could like strap themselves on or cling to the back if need be seem more appropriate than something that would be a two-person vehicle like a real like if we're if we're doing right. a scout it needs to be small which means a one-person vehicle at its heart mm-hmm. you know there was a ride at epcot and i don't remember the name of it. i remember going when i was really young and it was sponsored by general motors and general Motors test, does track. test track now but what used to be test track was something else and it was about the history of transportation and it was um i, I remember enjoying it very much but the one thing that i really remember from it was after the ride was over, there was basically just a, a GM showroom yeah. or whatever, and they always had a display of this motorcycle that was a very futuristic design where you're you're like you're inside like a canopy, kind of like the, so like a light cycle. Um, yeah, except Classic you're actually except it, it's like a, you're in, you're in a jet cockpit kind of thing, almost mm-hmm. like the Bat Pod. 
except um, you're sitting on your on your butt and your feet are almost like a, you're sitting like you're sitting in a go kart and you're low to okay. the ground, and it is like a clear canopy around you. Oh, the ride was called World of Motion, and what I'm what I'm I believe uh, it's called the Lean Machine. Now, granted, this does not look nearly as cool as I was describing it, but as a kid, you got to remember there was nothing else like this. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm seeing it's it's like a bobsled for the road, like what you usually see uh, right. solar uh, now if we solar can, rigs as. If we can just take that and make it cool and more motorcycle, and instead of then, it just then trike. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah, but like taking it and it doesn't look it's like got, tr- well, it's got it's two got wheels in the wheels. back and one wheel at the front, and you do lean like you got throttles on under each hand, kind of like a pod like, racer. This, is, this looks like an escape pod. It's a cool looking escape pod, but it looks like an escape pod. Right, so no, we I'm can not, beef I'm not it saying, up and badass. Right, that's what I'm saying. Let's take this general idea of now take that, but make it inline seating, make it tiny, make it more motorcycle ish, and also, have it go fast. We're getting away from the topic at hand, which is lightning rod. Side by side or in line. Right. No, my, my argument for in line is mostly it comes from an, an action figure standpoint. Right. Like if you look at, say, a Model T, you can fit two people up in the front. You can fit two people in the back. Mm-hmm. The back people's kind of elevated. So that's what I would want, but as a two seater, where the person in the front's concentrated on driving, really likes like eyes on the horizon driving, and the person in the back is doing any kind of like extra nav stuff, but mostly weapons where they have a better vantage point for doing weapon stuff you can pull the cockpit back and like if something's you know if they're they're parked and in distress come out the back with like a rocket launcher or something it's not two people side by side mitigating all that it's kind of like it's like an operations thing and i think that's got a lot of great dynamism to it and animation and then also in an action figure i'm gonna go ahead and also bring up another famous side-by-side vehicle the batmobile that has side by side and then when it goes into say battle mode those seats rearrange that's not an option for us. Why not? Well, for a toy that that just really couldn't do it. Like that's... so, you do do you do also, different versions. Honestly, I never felt that that was a convincing contrivance for the Batmobile. I always thought it was kind of weird. You mean the Tumbler? No, I'm not even talking about the Tumbler. I've seen this in other the 60s, media as well. The 60s Batman? I don't even. I think it was the animated series. I have seen this happen somewhere mm-hmm. within the canon of Batman, and it I did happen in the Tumbler. It did. It did indeed happen in the Tumblr. Whatever. You, you, regardless. The point, the point regardless. Still stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point stands. Yeah. We can have it do both. Mm-hmm. And we can then sell two action figures of the driving mode and the battle mode. Or we could figure out a way for it to transform by having a little light disc in there where the seats just rotate and one of them pops up in the back. Now, I understand the drive to make it more car like in that regard, but I feel it looks very car-like. Well, the other thing, the reason why, let me let me think about what I felt were the negatives of inline for this particular vehicle. Mm-hmm. If this is like your main vehicle and we did want it to be very car-like and, you know, whatever, I, I, I always imagine it being a kind of wide, slightly lower to the ground than the uh-huh. rest until you modify it to go up like dune buggy tires or whatever. Like that's like, you know, when, they, when they're going over rocky terrain. But when you're going into, you know, beast mode, speed mode, that thing would just sink low to the ground and like Mach 5. Yeah, just like it'd be more of a horizontal rectangle. Dude, and it's already it already kind of resembles the Mach 5. Yeah, in a way, in a way. But but the the same. There's a lot of the same lines, same angle. But when I was picturing in line seating, suddenly it's a little taller Mm -hmm. than taller and narrow. Yeah. And something about that didn't feel like a car. It then started to feel more like a rocket ship or, in my opinion, more like a motorcycle like a weird two-seater motorcycle thing, yep. which isn't a bad thing, but I just figured that was just a different vehicle because we have truck-ish vehicle, car-ish vehicle, and motorcycle-ish vehicle. If we're looking at action figures that are the size of, say, a Ninja Turtle Playmates 89 action figure, 
and not the super narrow G.I. Joe Star Wars style action figures, mm. then we're looking at needing to have a lot of real estate for those people to sit. Right. Having two people sit side by side in a toy like that at that scale makes the lightning rod a very large piece of hardware. Also, the toys didn't always mirror. They, know, they didn't, the, which pissed me off as a kid. So I'm trying to like mitigate that. Right. But it also didn't piss every kid off. I mean, I had the animated Batman animated series Batmobile, the one that converted into a mini Batwing. Uh-huh. And that was a one-seater Batmobile. But that, that's, that's not true. how it was in the cartoon. Uh, to be honest, I'm not thinking about how it's going to be a toy. I'm thinking purely about how it's going to work in a comic or in, um, in a cartoon, on a poster, in an action shot. And well, how do you, how do you imagine them, them mitigating that with someone doing like weapons like right next to somebody in like a, a shared? Well, again, the point being that, that when this when this vehicle first came through, it wasn't a weapon vehicle. Not at first. I mean, it's like this was this was well, a science. I mean, I'm team not I'm not through. concerned with what was coming through at first. I'm concerned with with the actual end product of like what represents the lightning dogs. I want to to retroactively engineer back to whatever the clean version of it was because what i'm concerned with is what would be made as the action figure vehicle that's what makes it into the commercials that's what makes it into the into the series ultimately mm-hmm. so you know it can look like fucking anything what we need it to look like when it comes through for the first time but when it comes to what's going to appear as the iconic lightning dogs vehicle that's my concern i guess my take on it of them being just controlling it from the inside like it's like oh shit we're under attack whoever's in the pageant another joystick pops up and they start firing and swiveling you know what fuck it i just i just thought of this what if that second seat is on a swivel like it just swivel, like you like like an old arcade cabinet uh-huh. like afterburner like that thing just turns around and you can just start shooting from wherever the actual gun is mounted on the back but you can spin and see like whatever you want to do. That's the seat that can rotate there, and move. Or, hell, there's even a camera, say, mounted on it. We've got an yeah, 80s whatever. Kind of video CRT screen in the dashboard. Right. Now, I'll admit that isn't quite as fun to play with as part of a vehicle set as having someone just strapped to the back on a, on a machine gun or, you know, or something like that. But Which is why on the toy we just right. have the person sit on the fucking machine gun. Right. Well, I mean, right. what I envision for the inline is very much that, like, say, Dingo as a driver it's his space. He's got a full spread of, of readouts and everything. He's got everything he needs up there. He's concentrated just on driving, and all the other stuff is, is mitigated behind him. No distractions. That's the, the responsibility of whomever he's riding with. You can take the controls on that stuff and give him the information he needs, and everybody's got enough of a, a terminal space to actually have that 360 degrees. If you're riding around in, in your two-door, four-door, whatever, you know, in the real world, in a car, you don't have a lot of space as a passenger or a driver. Mm-hmm. So this would give everybody the opportunity to like to have the space for a battle-ready vehicle and to do what they need to do without being confined. Like, a swivel seat over in a passenger side, like unless we're, we're really making this a big vehicle, I just don't see it working. Right. That's well, a good point. We all, But again, we don't have to have a swivel. And there is, there's plenty of space, because I can't tell you the number of times that even in, because I, I own a compact car, mm-hmm. while I don't feel as though I can just spread my wings and fly as though I were in some sort of a Humvee or something that's four feet across, I have enough room that it's my own little world, and I am completely consumed by what I see in front of me, whatever dashboard accoutrement I need to look at, or what's in front of me on the road. My passenger, on the meantime has enough room for them to get lost in whatever they are doing. I know this because I have to remind them that they're also there to keep me awake after they've taken a nap. (laughs) So we can have this passenger where the passenger's side is nothing but like a keyboard or some sort of a console with a screen on it that that passenger can then get completely involved in. It'll take up a 
approximately the same room that a glove box would. Yeah, because you don't have like doors on the side. This is like a canopy closing sort of scenario. So you could just have driver on one side and passenger on the other side and the passenger's controls can go from the center console spread all the way around them you know like around one quarter you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. like from from but from it doesn't even need to do to... that but you could have say where the armrest would be that's where the joystick for the weapons are yeah yeah but i still see what cap's saying where it's just like how do you make this into a toy and how does this going to look it has and, to be kind of big I'm, and i'm thinking and... about visuals for the actual show and the dynamism of say like vehicle scenes and anime and so on and for me, what looks the coolest is not a low shot on the driver's side where you can see them relatively side by side and then like, say, slight overhead cuts where you can watch them working the dials or whatever, but a shot dead on front and center where you're looking at Dingo first and then just behind him is someone else. They both got like faces lit by the glow of their screens. You can cut to their own terminals respectively and they've got a lot of space for like dynamic shots and like communication. It feels to me as far as like thinking about writing scenes like this and storyboarding scenes like this, it feels more dynamic for each of them to have their own compartments than to be side by side. Like not they'd be reaching over each other because they absolutely wouldn't, but that they're not bumping elbows or anything. Like they're in their own terminals, but they're together but apart. So you I mean like you're thinking of it like a, a more like an SR17 Blackbird. Yeah. But I think that car is just as big, but in a different direction. And I'm going to say as a counter to that, Mad Max Fury Road, where we have two characters who dominate the screen in the form of both Max and Furiosa, who were sitting side by side for the predominant portion of that film. Sure. Right. right, But But but, they weren't doing anything. Yeah. They were just sort of driving like the, the vehicle itself wasn't a weapon as much. But think of those think of those action scenes where somebody is driving, where somebody is driving and having to then navigate whatever combat scenario and then the person riding shotgun is the one involved in combat which is what we want anyway it's the same right sort of but focus. that that works with a battle rig that's like what halloween jack would have that's where you where you can have a car with someone swinging out the window which we presently haven't designed for the lightning dogs they currently don't have a rig like that maybe that's what we should make fido like maybe we should not worry about what's going to come from domus but what's going to work in the wasteland more because right now honestly lightning rod is so souped up if halloween jack rode alongside it I'd think that either that window is going to break immediately or it's impervious to him hitting it because uh, dog's from Domus. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure how believable that is. We've made it look pretty battle ready, but if it can be made of Duraglass, that or transparent is, aluminum or whatever. And then we just, I think it'd be great if we could establish that, oh yeah, that's made of Duraglass, whatever, or it's, it's made of whatever magic thing that we're going to make but, up. And we don't want to overpower the dog. No, so. of course not. But then end of season one, or even the fuck it, like episode three, whenever it is, Diamond Dog show up as Diamond, like the big Diamond Dog gets on it, punch, and then a crack forms. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, like to really show off like how hard this thing is hitting. Like if we have Halloween Jack throwing little pumpkin bombs or hitting it with a sledgehammer and n- nothing scratches it, nothing happens. You're and like, oh, that's a tough blast. Yeah. Then a Diamond Dog shows up and he puts a crack in that thing and he just keeps punching and punching and punching. There's drama and there's something cool that can happen with that. And I still, to me, the lightning rod is a broad vehicle. And inline seating, it says a more narrow feel to it. It has a more narrow, constricted, confined I, feel. I would argue that you're only envisioning it that way. In my mind, it is as wide as a standard car. There's just more room for the individuals to operate. The, well, the other, the other reason why I like it side by side is so that it'd be easy to communicate. Like it's easy just to speak when you're side by side. But if someone's sitting behind Dingo, Dingo can't be like, 
are we going to be quiet? There's something coming. It's just like, what? What'd you say? It's like, shut the fuck up. You know, it's, it's a little, it's a little trickier to have I a would, conversation. In, in that regard, I would assume that they would have to be using earpieces. Right. Which is, as we've noted from the, uh, the racing videos, the type B's where the dudes are, um, have to read off directions on how many degrees to make a turn because they're, they're moving so fast. That's a side-by-side driver-navigator situation, but they are using headsets because it's so loud they right. have to also just the idea that if something happens to the driver the other can grab the wheel right just to get to which get could to which stop. could be the case in this car right for all we know oh absolutely give dingo the opportunity if he sees something that he needs to do and he decides he's going to be reckless as is his want says take the wheel i'm getting out what yeah leap and yeah. then have to hop over have know, to hop over or what have you it has always felt right to me and maybe that is maybe it is just how i'm picturing it, how i'm locked into it but it has always felt right to me as a side-by-side car but i also i think a part of it is me wanting to be able to get anyone can get into their car and start pretending they're in the lightning rod you know like just be like if you're in the if you can get in your car with your mom or dad or with your significant other if you're over the age of whatever <laughs> uh you can get in the car and feel like yeah this is like my lightning rod like this yeah. is like just when you're playing or when you're thinking about it in your mind's eye Something that's a little bit more familiar, whereas not everyone's familiar with an SR-17. Not many people have actually sat in a cockpit like that. And although it is badass, and I do think it's a great concept, I feel like something more familiar might be something that we need to link it. And we also, I mean, with a lot of the imagery we've evoked so far, calling it the lightning rod, in addition to being, you know, lightning and metal and whatnot, it evokes the image of a hot rod. And when people picture Mm -hmm. a hot rod, I mean, at least for my money, I picture somebody sitting side by side. I just think the inline thing could work. Like here, this was this was eventually was going to be my pitch about the third vehicle, like the motorcycle. If that thing is inline, I would, and if that one's like low to the ground, super small, I would imagine not only inline, but Max did the back to back seating. Right, which I don't think works as well. I don't think it worked well in a snow speeder. It's greatly impersonal. Like the shots can only be front side, front side, front. It's like one two, one two. There's no dynamism of having those. But two for people a toy, that's perfect. That's the thing. Like everything has a trade off. And we can absolutely do additional shots from the side because for us as creators, we can remove physical walls and have it be there if we really needed to have it. And there's something that a back-to-back seating can offer, and that's an interesting analysis of trust. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Because you are relying entirely on somebody that for all you know, is sitting there checking their Facebook page. <laughs> the bark book. Bark book. <laughs> well, 
No, butt book. <laughs> yeah, butt book. <laughs> I just got to sniff up on folks, see what's going on. You sniff them instead of poke them? Yeah, honestly, well, it's a sniff stat. It, it really, truly doesn't do it for me. On, a, on actually a kind of, kind of profound level, the back-to-back seating, I, I don't think there's really any place for it. And I agree that it is convenient for action figure and fitting into the moldings and so on, but... Unless it's like a turret, if it's a back-to-back like turret, like well, three sixty thing. That's what I would kind thing. of imagine. Yeah. Sure, but yeah. like as far as like I don't, I don't, honestly don't know why they fucking did it in the snow speeder. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now there's an opportunity for like inline seating, but the back one's got a swivel chair because like I mean you're the, you're targeting you're fucking I don't know. We'll, we won't argue the fucking snow speeder <laughs> logistics, but as far as lightning rod goes, I mean I am I'm clearly outnumbered here. I just, well I just think that any problem with having it side by side the problem still stands from in line except it's just taller do we have the car we want does it do what we need the lightning rod to do or do we have something that is irrefutably cool we like it a lot but is it the car we want is it the car we need is it the lightning rod right now as it is yes i'd say 98 percent. yes what's the other two the final touches like uh i want to go over the top air vent i think it's a little too tall Squeeze well, that down a little bit. My opinion on it, first and foremost, we've got a design that all of us like. We've got a, some cockpit designs that are fucking badass. Mm-hmm. The car itself feels like the lightning rod. It feels right. This is something that we could all picture. The only thing that's going to prove whether or not this is the car is putting it into practice, is right. putting it in a shot somewhere, but practical settings of having... Dingo and Angela having to cheese it after Halloween Jack and his peopleoids have discovered them somewhere and they got to get the fuck out of Dodge Mm. because we can concept and concept and concept and concept this thing till it is done till we have the perfect toy that nobody buys until they see how cool it is in action because that's the other thing i don't want it to be overpowered either like i feel like this is the middle that's my biggest concern yeah this is the middle vehicle of three vehicles so, so I, we strip I don't think, back some of the features. Right. I'm, well, I'm not thinking we have to strip back much. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it should be the fastest. I think that should be Fido, the small one. That should be the fastest. I don't think it should be the most powerful with the weapons, because that should be Brutus. It's the big, it's the tank. Yep. So this is the one that, when you need to get the job done, you're not really sure what you're going to need. You take this one, because mm-hmm. it's kind of the all-around kind of thing. It's jack of all trades. But if you want the master of speed, you go with you go this. If you want the master of strength, you go with that. Yeah. So... This doesn't have to be like this total complete badass thing. This is like the one where it's just like, oh, if I had to pick one, I'd pick that one sort of thing, you know, oh, yeah. but everyone's got their favorite for different reasons. It's the assault rifle. It works in every situation. It's the AK-47. When you absolutely have to kill every motherfucker in the room. Yeah. <laughs> you take the lightning rod. It's like an okay. indigo calculator. And the other thing we've been working on is the um, Brutus. The lightning rig. Which is... It's a real live wire. It's taken on a lot of different shapes. Max has come up with some really just awesome designs all around. A lot of the early designs were truck-like with like an open back, like more of a utility vehicle kind of look. Then other ones had like spare tires strapped to it and so on. And I noticed that, Tony, the rigs you were interested in were actually drastically different from the rigs that Doug and I were interested in. Contrary opinion, Tony. Happy to help out. Well, elaborate, please. Well, to me, I when I picture Brutus, when I picture kind of raw strength, I picture something that is a little bit on the boxier side, something that doesn't maneuver, something that doesn't corner or even handle that well, because it doesn't need to. Whatever's in its way doesn't matter. It is irrelevant because it can handle it. And to me, what says that sort of strength is a boxier design. One of the ones that I was kind of fond of 
actually had kind of a Mad Max feel in the front because it had a little bit of the DeVille that Immortan Joe was driving. Mm -hmm. But the other one was, it was essentially just a Wasteland Optimus Prime. Right. And there is part of me that will never not love that design because that, to me, says strength and what I was surprised about, What I was surprised about you picking up on that one was that that's the one that Max drew that was almost specifically a big rig truck. Yep. Which was not what I was going for with Brutus. Because we've been talking about it being a very powerful vehicle, but a utility vehicle in some respects so that if the lightning dogs had to live on the road, they could live in this, or it could at least supply them enough that they would have a camper of sorts or something uh -huh. that could have supplies and so on. But Optimus Prime is only offensive because the front of him turns into a kick-ass robot. Usually they have the back part that slides away off to who knows where. Mm -hmm. like, it's a mystery where it goes. I'm sure there's a very good explanation out there somewhere. <laughs> I think it was even brought up in Transformers Devastation, the game that came out, where it just will disappear and reappear as though transported by mysterious Energon crystals. Oh, boy. Because so, he uses it in attacks. Huh. Like he'll be punching, kicking, transform into a truck, swing the back part of his 18-wheel rig, and then it just disappears again. Wow. Well, the in an instant. The Decepticons had that sort of hologram technology in the movie. Hard light. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So I'd be fine with something that looks like the front could detach or whatever, but I'm interested in like a big unit vehicle rather than having yeah. something that's that's um, like that long and that detached. I'm interested in, in a one solid vehicle, not one that really looks like it's towing something. Like... I never pictured the front of like a traditional semi, but like more basically just it's it's like a big bus. Now, I'm not yeah. suggesting a Greyhound bus. You know, that's that's a little. No, that's that's poetic right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but I'm, no, I'm, I am I am I am 100 percent behind them using yeah. a Greyhound goddamn bus. I, I, I am why, not why literally that? <laughs> I, I am not literally suggesting a Greyhound bus, but that I am they, I, I am on record right now suggesting a Greyhound bus. That general shape of just something really solid. But like if the Greyhound bus was a tank mm -hmm. and it had a large sort of picturesque windows that kind of went over so you could get a real good, good view of the horizon. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I was going for. But not anywhere near that long, right? It doesn't have to be. I, I was, but also, why not? Because I, I feel like that's a little too nice for the Lightning Dogs. That's a, right. No, I mean, the, the I, fucked I, up version of that. I, I, want more, the, I want the more military, utilitarian kind of which, take on that. What gives you that is essentially a, the flat nose kind of gives that. Because that's got that curved, almost sleek design. A flat nose speaks to something more Spartan. There was a sketch that Max did that had this kind of slightly diagonal, almost like engine front bit that sort of reminded me of an old-timey, like rural truck kind of look. I don't, I don't know enough of the actual terminology to pin it down. But like a 1930s Ford truck sort of look, mm -hmm. combined with a little bit of like a riding mower tractor kind of thing. And I thought that was a good look for something like this. It looked like it could just haul. It was made to haul. That was, I think, for me, this, the image that I connected with the most for, for this. There were plenty of other ones, but I mean, something that has a tank feel while not being a tank. And it's funny because, I mean, what you're describing to me says that you're looking for something a little bit more aerodynamic, something that has kind of a, a slope, a slant in terms of yeah, its basic shape. I wasn't really picturing, but I'm still interested in open, so... When I think Brutus, I think... Again, something that doesn't have any angles. It's why the Optimus design works for me. It's why the idea of this bus kind of works for me. I mean, even something that long, this vehicle, if it's going to serve as a base, if it's going to serve as something where they've got a little bit more room, it doesn't have to be huge, but definitely something longer. 
something that could, say, serve to store a vehicle or two if it needed to. This is where, Maybe this is where Fido lives. I was the other concern about it, too, is like, if it's big, it was kind of like a trailer that they can kind of live it out of, but it also kind of serves as a garage. How big would that be? Is that too big? Well, it, too I mean, if, if we're even considering giving them something like that, it needs to blow up in the first five episodes. So that's too much. I mean, like, I, can, I can speak from experience. 40-foot-long RVs can store cars. And especially if Fido is of the profile that we're talking about, 40 feet is big, but it's not unwieldy. It's also not that big necessarily. Six dogs living in a 40-foot RV type deal is going to get cramped I'm, quick. I'm totally okay with the idea of Fido popping out of, strapping onto, whatever. That sounds neat to me. That's an action feature. That makes buying into the Brutus playset or whatever the fuck it is all the more exciting with its fold-out back half that like kind of subverts the fact that the actual space of the scenes you've seen in the television series couldn't possibly match the scale of the action figure mm-hmm. that you're buying. But, you know, I don't think it's a brick. I imagine something more exciting than a brick. And to me, you know, like I like the cab of a rig, like in Mad Max, because in Mad Max you could have the, the dynamism of having that entire crew of characters in the front of that rig. Mm-hmm. which is cool. So that's something I think is a, is a good representative for Brutus and, and what's going on there, except that in this case, it's not a, a big tanker of milk. It's it's a thing that you can go into. But then we're getting back to it being a trailer almost. But it's attached. It's a big unit. Take, for example, an armored car uh-huh. for bank transport. Imagine that blown up. So it's an armored car, two lanes wide. It's got all the crew up in the front of it. It's like a space shuttle. It's a space shuttle that can fit on the road. And you can be in the cab, you walk into the back. The Aquabats Battle Tram. Now, they cram an awful lot into there that just plain could not fit. All right, you I don't know understand. What? I'm going to take a little step further. I'm going to say Lone Star's Winnebago. Done. Yes. Absolutely. I, yeah. I am on board. That's a brick with wings. <laughs> like, that's the thing. But it has shapes in the front. The idea of that being like a four to five person cockpit up in the front great like i love that and the fact that it's like a, a separation between I, this is the cockpit area right and in the back there's that's a whole yeah. other world now, back that's there. what i'm talking about right. as far as like the interior space but, but, but when the, it comes to the externals that's where i'm i think that it, it could look compelling it could look like like there's there's so many different kinds of vacuum cleaners that this isn't going to be a clean image but if you were a very small individual and a vacuum cleaner was the size of two lanes on a road, uh, it would be like this kind of like weird shape coming at you. Imagine that the weird front shapes no, of you. a... Like a, a locomotive doesn't have enough shapes on it, but maybe an old, like a com- something between a modern locomotive and an old locomotive. I don't know, something like that. That's we, too narrow still, but... The idea of like Lone Star's Winnebago, you can leave the cockpit and just quickly run to the back and get something that you need to do. But if it's like a separate trailer, you can't really do that. The thing that I like is that you could be in the cockpit like, quick, go back in there and get the, the whatever to, to unhook this thing. They can run to the back and have, the, you know, the action scene of like, oh, quick, you got to get get into the Fido and you got to jump out the back and, and then I'll swing around here and we'll meet, meet and do this thing. And then you can just have them run through the back. Again, kind of like the trailer from Lost World. I mean, not a double length trailer that's connected by a weird big spring thing, but something that you can run through and mm-hmm. then it's kind of like a lab. But that's the thing. It's like, how big is this? Is it a lab? Is it a garage? Is it a living space? What the fuck is this thing? Well, it's got to be a little of all those things. And I think first and foremost, to have at least small versions of those facilities, but ultimately enough space to keep five, six people sustained in a potentially hostile environment. Mm-hmm. Also, it would be cool to do maybe deploy Fido from the roof. Like you climb up into it or something, and then it like kind of launches out the slope of the back or something like that. Like some can... of those uh, life rafts on bigger ships like tanker ships and cruise ships on rails they just 
Yeah, yeah. Like Captain Phillips? Did you guys see Captain Phillips? No. In Captain Phillips, the lifeboat that they're in is this orange, almost submarine-like mm-hmm. thing. And when they get in, they seal it. And you're like, where are they going? They're pretty high up. And it's like, yep, they are. <laughs> Yank, the chain goes down, and this thing just slides off of a slide, swoop, and this airborne, and then poof, hits the water. And That's great, gone. yeah. Yeah. We're doing side-by-sides for the lightning rod. And I guess we still have to create a formal declaration of intent with as far as our what we want out of the rig to max because we've got some conflicting opinions. But right now, if we're all on board for what we've just sort of collaboratively described, then we have at least a direction, a direction. Yeah. And it's backwards from the cab. Uh-huh. Uh, jury's uh-huh. still out on Fido. I do think it should be a, a one-person thing. A second person could get on, but not in any kind not of way. Not comfortable. Like, yeah. No, and I'm I'm entirely down with having scenes where somebody is clinging to the outside of it, where somebody is inside saying, just hold on. What do you mean, hold on? Like a, like a dune buggy kind of like, I don't know what I'm even thinking of. A lot of roll bars, very little weight to it, there to get in, get out, get going. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Good discussion. The final turnaround for the lightning rod is available for you to see right now. And we're excited to say that we've recently sent this design off to be 3D printed so that we can have a physical concept to help further influence scale, tweaks to the car's design, and just be cool to hold in our hands. On this episode's page, you'll find links to the concept art we mentioned, including several sheets of Brutus designs and Max's first pass at console designs for the rover. If you want to be privy to exclusive bonus content, including the occasional lightning dog's concept art previews, there's only one answer. Join the pack. Head to patreon.com slash lightning dogs and support us at any level to have your name featured as a loyal denizen of Donus and stay posted on all the latest lightning dogs happenings. Even a dollar a month shows us that you want to see this show become a reality. If you can spare more, you get more. Early releases, tons of bonus content, monthly hangouts, plenty of titillating tears. Your support has enabled us to continue to afford Max's services, meaning more awesome art for incredible new vehicles, and helps us with the general costs of running a business. But we've got so much farther to go. We need to raise funds so Greg Wiseman can review our pitch bible, and beyond that, Doug has agreed to quit his job and get paid just what he needs to survive so he can work on Lightning Dogs full-time. He's already had his shots, but he needs a good home. We just think of his talents being abused at his dead-end day job like a pup with the windows rolled up in a hot car. So, please, help us adopt Doug. We'll even put a collar on him. And if you come to Orlando, let you take him out for walks. But, if you can't make it to Orlando in the distant or perhaps near future where we funded Doug's Lightning Dogs Indentured Servitude, you can meet us in person. We will all be at HeroesCon in Charlotte, North Carolina, June the 16th through the 18th. It's one of the best comic conventions in the country and is always packed to the gills with the biggest fish in the comics sea. And some of the most talented minnows swimming upstream into comic stardom, like yours truly. Cap will be hosting a wide array of panels and we'll be at the booth ready to talk lightning dogs all day long. In the meantime, we've got a lot more lightning dogs adventures in store, including the moment you've all been waiting for. Our detailed character histories for the remaining three lightning dogs, Dingo, Nerissa, and Kane. We'll see you next time on Lightning Dogs. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Peter Butter.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 